What's up, everybody? Hello, hello. Welcome back to Space Talk.、Um, hi, my name is Athena Brensberger. You guys probably already know me by now, but if you don't,、uh, I also go by、uh, the name Astro Athens, which is、uh, the brand that I created online. Um, which is all around、uh, space exploration and education, not only in science but in astronomy and specifically space travel.、Uh, so, speaking of space travel, this episode is the very first of an ongoing series titled "Launches," and I decided to bring this forward because、uh, launches are, I think, a really great way to witness.、Um, Something just so much bigger than us. Something so much more exciting than maybe going to well, going to a space museum is also really fun. But seeing these things take off in front of you with your own eyes is very just awe-inspiring. And so I hope that by covering these monthly launches of what to look forward to, that will encourage maybe one, two, or all of you to actually go to a launch facility and. Catch one of these rockets taking off, especially now with so many different space companies、uh, just coming up and forming.、Uh, we have like Relativity Space, which is a 3D printed rocket company, so they 3D print their rockets from the nose cone down to the engines. And、uh, companies that are launching spacecraft via airplanes, which is also really exciting. So there are just so many different outlets of space exploration that are happening right now. And so this is what we're going to be getting into. This is why I started this new series on launches, and also because it's worldwide. And so you, wherever you are in the world, will have hopefully a place that you can travel to to catch a launch. So if you are just tuning in and、uh, you just joined the Space Talk for the first time. Uh, this podcast really focuses on talking about all things space. That's why I called it Space Talk. But more so to actually go out and make your own observations, to look up at the night sky and see what's there,、uh, see that the stellar show that's ahead,、uh, just in front of us.、Um, if we turned off our lights occasionally, there are just so many incredible things to see in our night sky and. All of us, our, our early ancestors, used to use the stars to navigate places、uh, like getting around here on Earth,、uh, sailing in the in the oceans. So it's something that is still really important and will always be there. So we're going to go ahead and jump into launches,、uh, whether that's missions with people, astronauts that are going to space, or it's missions with satellites that are going to geostationary orbit.、Uh, we're going to just go over everything rocket science in this episode. So starting with January, so what I'm going to give us is a projected、uh, estimated time of launches for the entire upcoming month. Now do keep in mind,、uh, some common terminology you're going to hear is going to be the launch window. So you have the launch date, and then you have the launch window. What that means is it's a specific time frame in which the rocket company has the air clearing from, like, say, the U.S. Air Force, or they have water clearing, or they have、um, basically the go to launch. So, meaning between 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. as an example. They have that time frame where if anything goes wrong, they have to pause the launch. That as long as they get it launched by the end of that launch window, it can happen that day. Otherwise, 
if there's, say, a computer malfunction, then they won't be able to launch until the following postponed launch date. So just keep that in mind. We have launch window. We have the time of the launch. We're going to also mention what the um, launch vehicle is, what they're launching. So whether it's a test or if they're actually sending satellites or people to space. And then we'll also go over payload capacity, how much the launch cost. And this is, I think, really important and interesting. Um, if maybe you're new at, um, I don't know, just learning about rocket launches, going to rocket launches, uh, this is something that I think could be quite interesting because uh, it was to me when I first started attending rocket launches was the cost. Because say one day you end up doing a science experiment or you end up, um, I don't know, being part of a team or you end up making the team where you create your own satellite, a CubeSat, a microsat, something you want to send to space. Uh, depending on how you get it there, you're going to want to look at what the cost is to launch it to space. That's why there's so many different launch companies, so many different rocket companies, because um, we are living in a time where technology is completely surrounding us. The internet is something that almost every person, I would say, goes on at least once a week, uh, if not once a day for most of us. Um, and so because of this, there's a growing demand of having satellites in space, having you know our own foot in space and our own mark. So we're going to go over launch cost as well. So let's, without further ado, let's jump into the very first launch of January um, that I have in front of me. And this is January 12th, 2020. At about 4 p.m. Central Standard Time is the launch of Launcher 1. This is called the Above the Clouds mission, and it is both a test mission as well as carrying uh, communication satellites. Now, this is kind of a, an unconventional launch to start off with, and that's because Launcher 1, which is the name of the rocket, actually launches off of a Boeing 747 aircraft. Yeah, you heard that right. This company is Virgin Orbit, and you might have heard about their sister company, Virgin Galactic, Richard Branson's company. And so if you have seen an, a Virgin Galactic launch, you are probably well familiar with seeing this sort of double airplane um, shaped, so two airplanes connected by one big wing in the center, and that one big wing holds Spaceship Two. And once it reaches a certain inclination at a certain altitude, it then releases the spaceship, and that then is what would take people to space. They're using a similar technique here for Launcher 1. Its, it's technical launch term is air launch to orbit. Air launch, meaning that rather than launching off of a launch pad, it's launching in space, uh, sorry, in, in the air. So still within the atmosphere when the 747 Boeing aircraft goes up into space, it releases uh, this launcher. If you want to catch the launch, it's going to be happening at the Mojave Air and, and Spaceport, which is in California. And its goal is to launch to low Earth orbit. It wants to reach a 500-kilometer circular orbit around Earth, and it's going to be carrying two, sorry, eight different satellites. Satellites for the U.S. government, different agencies with communications and navigation experiments and equipment, um, as well as two Earth observation nano satellites from the Polish company known as Sat Revolution. I always get so excited when I read through what the payload is um, on a lot of these launches because more often than not, there are 
several satellites that are typically in one payload on a rocket, um, unless it's like the James Webb Space Telescope, for instance, which was so large that it was the only thing, I believe, that was in the payload during the launch of the Ariane 5 rocket on Christmas. But most of the time, there can be quite a lot of different um, satellites within the payload, tons of different experiments sometimes. Maybe it's going to the International Space Station and there's toilet paper or recargo missions. So necessary supplies and food. So sometimes that happens as well. So I always love reading through it because it, there's, it shows how it's just so international and there's so many companies that will come together to launch their stuff into space. Now, of course, to give a launch cost, the payload capacity has a launch cost of about $12 million. And for the sun synchronous capacity, that's about 300 kilograms. So sun synchronous orbit, as opposed to geostationary orbit, geostationary orbit would typically be orbiting the Earth, but it would be rotating with the Earth. So it's so the, the, the satellite, when it's developed, is it implements the rotation of Earth on its own axes. This way, it's always, say, it's designated to send um, radio signals to uh, the United States, for instance. It wants to stay pointing at the U.S. the entire time. How does it do that? It is rotating with the Earth along its own orbit. Most of the time, this is usually either uh, because of both it's, it's falling in towards Earth, it has a gravitational pull, or sometimes there will be uh, little engines, little, little bit thrusters to also correct some of its movements in space. And so that is that is one thing. So now moving into another orbit, so another launch on January 13th, 2022, at about 9 a.m., you have a Falcon 9 Block 5 launch. Falcon 9 is part of SpaceX. So this is I've seen a SpaceX Falcon 9 launch before out of Cape Canaveral, Florida. It's really exciting to catch these because this is where you have... Um, the first stage booster landing. And that would just be really cool if you haven't seen a rocket land before. It's absolutely like just, it's, it's, it's like kind of weird. I mean, it's strange. You know, you see this thing coming back down and, um, you know, it's really like long and cylindrical and it just seems it's like super powerful. And the amount of control that it has when it lands is uh, just really neat. It's, you really probably appreciate the technology that goes into it. So this one specifically is um, also something that's going to be a sun synchronous orbit. It's a Transporter 3 mission, which is dedicated to rideshare flight with dozens of small microsatellites and nanosatellites for commercial and government customers. By the way, when I said Falcon 9 Block 5, that means it is the fifth configuration of the Falcon 9 rocket. So the basically different upgrades, uh, different features. There's a lot more details to it that I don't even remember because I haven't covered rocket launches in a very long time. But if you want the details, I would recommend Tim Dodd, the everyday astronaut. He does such a great job of going over all the details of, yeah, different rockets and, and, and rocket science. He's, he's great at it. So keep that in mind. You've got 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, on January 13th, 2022, is a SpaceX Falcon 9 Block 5. Uh, to compare price, this one is about $52 million. So as opposed to $12 million on, Vir on uh, Virgin Orbit, 
SpaceX's Falcon 9 is about $52 million. And its payload capacity is about 22,800 kilograms to low Earth orbit. 8,300 kilograms to geostationary transfer orbit. And once again, this is the Block 5 configuration. So really cool, really interesting there as far as just comparing between a SpaceX rocket and a relatively newer company in launches, Virgin Orbit. Then we have something that isn't concrete just yet. It's an Atlas V launch. This would possibly be on January 20th, 2022. And this would be at about 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. So it's the Atlas V 511 launch. And this would be, let's see, it's launching with, so the Atlas V rocket is part of the United Launch Alliance company. So now we're kind of going over all the different companies here. And I've seen an Atlas V rocket launch twice. Uh, really, really cool. I saw it when they launched the GOES-R weather satellite, which is part of the, the GOES-16 uh, satellite family. And then I also saw it on the launch of the InSight lander to Mars, which is currently measuring Mars quakes on uh, on Mars right now, which is pretty cool. So the Atlas V is a United Launch Alliance. Uh, this would be a commercial launch, and it doesn't actually have too many details right now as far as the payload goes. And my inclination, my 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 spidey senses are telling me it might be spy satellites because I did see another Atlas V launch and that was out of Vandenberg Air Force Base, I believe. Um, and a lot of times there tends to be launches from Vandenberg Air Force Base that are spy satellites. And that just has to do with, for one, launching from that area of California as the rotation of Earth is happening, that satellite is able to launch to space and work with the rotation of Earth rather than working against it. And it's able to actually get a full scale view of the entire globe as it rotates on its axes. So pretty cool there. Then moving into, we have a long March 4C, Feng Yun 3F. This is part of the Chinese Aerospace Company. So this is China Aerospace Science and Technology Corporation. This would be on January 30th, 2022, at approximately 6 p.m. If you haven't seen a long mark, uh, March launch before, uh, they're pre <laughs> it's pretty funny because the footage is always, uh, maybe it's got a little bit better recently, but sometimes the footage can be a little bit kind of pixely and blurry. And the lo launch location is usually never listed. Um, sometimes sometimes this might be, but typically it's an unknown location uh, for, for long march missions. Uh, and on top of that too, it's really tough sometimes to get like full launch footage. A lot of times it's um, someone who's actually just recording it on their phone. So if you get to go catch that launch, that's awesome. Good luck with that. There is no current information as far as the payload capacity goes and just how much it would cost. But I think that's because they mainly use it uh, specifically for their own missions um, rather than opening it up to the world to use their rocket for launches. Now, the next launch is part of ISRO, the Indian Space Research Organization. Super, super exciting. I'm, re I'm really excited for this launch. Um, also because I was learning all about the rocket 
And um, it actually was, I believe they bought it from Russia because it was uh, once a Russian rocket. So this would be the, that's known as the PSLV launch of EOS, EOS 4. And that's going to be January 30th, 2022 at about 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. This is going to be also be a sun-synchronous orbit. It's going to launch uh, at the Satish Dhawan Space Center first launch pad, uh, which is going to be in Sriharikota, uh, which is in the Republic of India. So if you want to go catch that launch, that could also be a really, really cool launch. Um, the launch cost for this is between 21 to $31 million dollars. And it to low Earth orbit, about 3,800 kilograms to geostationary transfer orbit, about 1,200 uh, kilos is what its maximum capacity is. And this launch vehicle, let's get into that a little bit. The configuration is known as the PSLV, as I mentioned before. That stands for Polar Satellite Launch Vehicle. It's an expendable medium lift launch vehicle, which is actually designed and operated by the, the by ISRO and it was and it's originally to try and bring uh, these satellites into sun synchronous orbits to actually launch uh, allow for India to launch off of their own land to be able to launch off off of um, just like how it was a huge deal here in the US when we started launching people to space again from US soil where previously, in case you guys didn't know about this, before um, the most recent SpaceX launches on the Crew Dragon, where we launched astronauts to the International Space Station, for for many, many years, the United States uh, was paying about $81 million per seat to Russia to launch on their Soyuz rocket, which was launching out of Kazakhstan. And so that was, um, yeah, really just, I would say, a big turning point uh, just for like I would say the U.S. in general, to be able to now launch off of um, our, our own soil again, to launch out of um, like se several locations. You have uh, Richard Branson's company, which is in uh, New Mexico, and then you have us launching out of Cape Canaveral with NASA and SpaceX. So really exciting for, for ISRO. And some other really interesting thing is it used to only be available um, – from Russia, this type of rocket. So usually this was till about 1993. Uh, this rocket was only used uh, with partnerships with, with Russia at the time. So now they're able to launch their own small size satellites to geostationary orbit or geotransfer orbit. And that is going to be happening January 30th, 2022. All right, I'm going to take a quick music break and then we are going to get back to the rest of our launches for January.
Alrighty, let's jump back into it. So, speaking of Russia and the Soyuz rockets, that is going to be your next launch in January, on January thirtieth, twenty twenty-two. Also, estimated launch time is going to be about six p.m. Central Time. Is Soyuz two point one B Fregat also launching the GLONASS K two satellite? So. The Soyuz rocket.、Uh, actually, I see now down there we've got that launch cost at eighty million dollars, and it's、um, part of the Soyuz family. And so this is a little bit different of、um, a rocket as far as its diameter goes compared to say the the Falcon Nine rocket or the Atlas V. They all vary very slightly. And so this one is a a really interesting twenty first century version of the Soyuz. Uh, the Russian Soyuz rocket. It's a three-stage carrier rocket for placing payloads into low Earth orbit. It has two first-stage boosters and then two core stages, which feature upgraded engines and different ejection systems. So compared to the original Soyuz, this one is definitely、uh, an upgrade. So this one, if you wanted to catch that launch again,、um, that is going to be、uh, happening. On January thirtieth, twenty twenty-two, and let's see if I see it launching out of Kazakhstan. It's, it's giving me a different location, so this one is going to be launching out of Cosmodrom Plesetsk. So, if you wanted to、um, maybe catch a Russian launch, go ahead and check out the Soyuz two point one B. Now, moving back to China, as far as their launches go. You've got another launch from the China Aerospace Science and Technology Corporation. This is also of the Long March, but this one is Long March Three B. The other one we we're looking at was Long March Four C. So let's go ahead and, and dive in there and see what those differences are. First off, it's、uh, the launch is going to be January thirtieth, and that is going to be、um, let's see as far as the sizes go. So it's got three stages. It's about fifty-six meters in length, three meters in diameter. Its fairing—the fairing is the top part of the rocket, which holds the payload. Usually, opens up kind of like an eggshell when it deploys the payload.、Uh, is about four point two meters, and it's、uh, let's see, we've it's got a thrust of just just very close to about six thousand kilonewtons. Now let's compare that to the Long March 4C, which is the other rocket being launched by China, also on January 30th. And that one, let's see here, this one actually it doesn't. I don't. I don't see any specifications for for that one right here.、Uh, this one is a newer upgrade though from the Long March 4B. So this one is newer. It's. One that usually will have like a smaller carry smaller satellites. That's a, the the most that I'm able to find right now. As I mentioned, unknown locations for these launches that are、um, coming out of the China Aerospace Science and Technology Corporation. So that one, keep a lookout online on YouTube. You might be able to catch that launch. Otherwise, let's move into a future launch. So we now have one by Japan. So this is really exciting. So JAXA, Japan. Basically, Japan's NASA.、Uh, they have tons of of different launches that happen. There are satellites that they work on.、Um, 
that they've launched on Ariane rockets, which is uh, part of the European Space Agency. It's a French um, rocket company and rocket manufacturer. But this one is a little bit different. This is known as the H322 mission. This is its maiden flight, and it is launching an ALOS-3 satellite. This will be on January 30th. Exact flight times and windows is to be determined. And this is an expendable launch system, which is currently in development in Japan. So H3 rockets are liquid propellant rockets with strap-on solid rocket boosters and are planned to be launched from the Tageshima Space Center in Japan. So this is both Mitsubishi and JAXA that have been working on the design, the manufacturing, the operation of this specific rocket. So this is the H3 rocket. Launch costs about $50 million. It can launch a maximum payload capacity of about 6,500 kilograms into geostationary transfer orbit. So keep that in mind. Uh, It has two different stages as well. So that should be super cool. I would actually love to to go and see a launch from Japan. I feel like that would be uh, a really, really fun launch to catch. And then closing in on our final few launches here. We're going back to SpaceX. We've got another Falcon 9 launch, which is going to be launching from the Cape. So it's Cape Canaveral, Florida on January 6th. Now this mission is for Earth science. So it's launching the CSG2 Earth Observation Satellite, which is for the Italian Space Agency. And it's part of the reconnaissance constellation using synthetic aperture radars operating in the X-band. So that's going to be a really technical but awesome mission. Um, The satellite sounds really, really cool. And um, I love to follow along with what information is going to be sent back to us once it's actually in space. But right now we're just going over what actual launches are happening. So we've got Falcon 9 Block 5 CSG2. That's happening January 30th. Um, right now, to be determined whether or not it's go for launch, it could get postponed. Uh, again, take all of these launches with a grain of salt because sometimes launches can get postponed for absolutely anything and everything you could think of from too strong of wind to weather conditions being bad to um, uh, just, yeah, maybe still working on whatever the, the payload is going to be in case there's like any delays with that. That can always push um, the launch date. Now we have, let's see, okay, we've got the People's Republic of China, different rocket here. This is the, excuse my pronunciation, but the Kuizhou 1A, and it is sending the Senti Space 1S3. The Senti Space 1S3 is a Chinese commercial small satellite by the company known as Future Navigation, which is a Beijing-based company. And it's going to be testing out GNSS augmentation techniques using laser uh, inter-satellite communications. So this is going to be probably one of the biggest steps when it comes to communication satellites. Um, If you think about Starlink, for instance, right now, which was launched by NASA, sorry, launched by SpaceX, you have this almost encapsulated uh, just sphere of different satellites that are communicating with one another. And there are other companies that are working on this as well. And this sounds quite interesting. It sounds like it might be sort of along the same line. Once again, because this is a launch um, that is happening out of China, where is 
It is unknown as far as the location goes, so that typically is not listed. But you might be able to catch the launch online if you search long enough or hard enough. If you just keep trying to find where exactly uh, that launch is going to be happening, um, hopefully you can find some footage. So moving into, we've got already that Long March 4 mission happening January 30th and then closing in on a Falcon 9 Block 5 launch. So we've got so many cool launches that are we've got for, for all of January, starting with a Falcon 9 Block 5, going into a Virgin Orbit launch, which is launching a rocket out of a Boeing 747 aircraft, which is going to be, have it, going to be happening out of the Mojave Air and Space Port. Then you also have three different launches coming out of China for the Long Mark 4C, Long Mark rockets, different classifications. You have a launch from India, the Indian Space Research Organization. And of course, then you also have that Soyuz rocket being launched by Russia, as well as the maiden flight of H3 by Japan. So we've got so many different rockets look we are looking forward to in January. So wherever you're located, I hope you get to at least go catch a launch. Um, as I mentioned, this is going to be an ongoing series. So each month I will be covering what launches we have to look forward to for that month. And hopefully you can make your way over to either the Cape and, and catch maybe a NASA launch or a SpaceX launch. Or maybe you can make your way over to Vandenberg Air Force Base and maybe catch an Atlas V launch. There's going to be so many more coming up. There's already the whole year listed um, as far as what is expecting to come out from not only the biggest companies a lot of us tend to know about, such as NASA and JAXA and ESA, but brand new companies that are finally making their first launches, like the Turan 1, a 3D printed rocket by Relativity Space, which I'm so excited about. And then we have Ariane group and Ariane space that are going to be launching their Ariane 6 rocket soon. And I'm so excited for that. So that's everything that I wanted to cover for this episode of Space Talk. Um, that is everything that we have to look forward to for launches for the month of January. Uh, once again, I hope you get to go catch one. Otherwise, uh, just tune in back here on Space Talk and also go over what must-see celestial events you have to look forward to for the first week of January. I'll be doing that very soon. Um, and of course, yeah, I hope you get to go outside, catch the night sky and see maybe, maybe you could catch the meteor shower at the beginning of January. But until next time, add Astra.